Welcome to The Leverage Point, a podcast about your development and performance at work. Improvement doesn't have to be hard or boring. This podcast is a pragmatist guide to growth, achievement and success. Discover your leverage point. I'm Angela Lane. And I'm Sergei Gorbatov. We're researchers and practitioners in the fields of talent, human performance and behavior. And together with you, we'll translate science into leverage points. So Sergey, what are we going to talk about today? Today we're talking about feedback and how to ask for it. Guess what? Feedback matters 100%. And you will hear us talk about this a lot. It has a strong positive relationship with performance. That's right. Good feedback increases results. So who wouldn't want it? How does that happen? When you get feedback, you become more self-aware. And self-awareness helps you do things differently, more effectively, with better outcomes. So, Angela, can you give me some feedback? <laughs> okay, I'm happy to hear you asking for feedback. Uh, but uh, I'm actually also surprised. Why am I surprised? Well, it's really fairly rare that people ask for feedback. There are some exceptions, but as humans, typically we don't like feedback feedback, at least not critical feedback. We want to keep our egos intact. We want to avoid feedback that might be a little bit unpleasant. And the risk of that, a little bit to your point, was that you go through life without knowing the things that you could do that could make you improve your performance. You'd think the answer to that would be to do exactly what you did, which is simply to ask me to give you some feedback. But there's even a challenge there. For those of us, like Sergey, that asks for feedback, what you typically get back is actually not good quality. And the reason isn't that we're perfect or that the feedback isn't needed. And it's not because there's nothing to give feedback on. It's probably because when we ask for feedback, we actually did it in the wrong way. So think about that. That means that there is a big, a huge leverage point here. If you can learn to ask for feedback in the right way, you'll start to receive insights that other people typically don't get. Before answering Sergei's question and giving him some feedback, and before exploring even how he could have asked for it differently, let's start with maybe, Sergei, why aren't we getting enough? Why do we have to ask? Mm, good question. As you said, others won't give it to you at least willingly, uh, feedback that is. And we can think of a number of reasons why that happens. Unfortunately, there are leaders who think that it's not their job. And that happens typically in companies where leadership accountability for performance and development is low. So managers might think, hey, it's not my job to give people feedback. I'm not paid for that. Or leaders may not be trained properly and they're afraid to do it wrongly. It might be a competence issue. Or what's worse, leaders may have wrong beliefs about feedback. They might think that it's not useful, it's not valuable, it doesn't improve performance, or that it might damage their relationship. They might think, oh, I give negative feedback to someone and uh, they will think poorly about me, or they will give me poor evaluation, uh, negative comments in my 360 feedback. And the letter is an example of withholding feedback for political reasons. And all of those reasons are wrong and uh, have to do with people having misguided beliefs. 
Angela and I explored this topic extensively on why people don't give feedback to others in our book, Fair Talk. You can take a peek at it on Amazon. And uh, I believe that uh, we discussed this topic at, at the very beginning of the book. So actually, you can leave it through and uh, that section is available for free. So, Sergey, for all those reasons that you give about why we're not getting enough feedback, you'd think the obvious thing would be for people to ask. You ask up front and you'd be asking for information that would increase your performance, help your development, build your career. You'd think that would be what we do. In our experience, though, that typically doesn't happen. You asked me up front. That's actually, as I said, rare, even though people actually know feedback is good for them. And the reasons behind this are pretty interesting too. You've just talked about the reasons why people don't offer it. Well, here are some of the reasons why people don't ask. First of all, some believe that just the process of asking for feedback is a little bit confrontational. You're making the other person comment on something that they haven't willingly shared. That's a really common belief, but it's a destructive belief. It might make life more comfortable for others, but I tell you, it's not helping you at all. Not asking is not helping. Another reason why people don't ask is that they're often conscious that could appear needy or a bit selfish or a little bit, it's all about me. That's another really unhelpful belief. Actually, those folks that do ask for feedback, the research suggests they're more valued by their managers. There's a lot of research proving that feedback seeking actually results in better appraisals and even better performance ratings. So think about that one. Finally, I think the core reason is that it makes us feel very vulnerable. And we know that people work hard not to put themselves in a position where they can be hurt. Maybe because feedback is hard to ask for, when we get up the courage to ask, we often feel really disappointed with the results. For example, maybe I get feedback that's vague, or maybe it's just general, or maybe I get told only the positives and I'm served up soft soap. It's challenging. I see a potential problem here. On the one hand, asking for feedback is a great thing. If I don't ask, I don't get feedback. If I do ask, the feedback is of poor quality. And then I'm frustrated and I think that asking for feedback was a bad strategy in the first place and I don't do it again. A vicious circle. Let's break it. Angela, where's the leverage point? So the leverage point is asking for feedback, but not in the way that we've been doing it in the past. So let's unpack why the most common approach, the expression you used, and give me some feedback. Let's unpack why that's not working. Because when we do that, we can figure out a better formula. First of all, it is really easy to duck the give me some feedback request. You can duck that with a you're fine, there's really nothing I can think of, maybe you get a keep up the good work, and while it might be flattering to hear those things, at best, they're pretty useless. They're not very helpful. But at worst, we'd even say they're a little bit dangerous. Why is that? Here's the thing. You could be doing something wrong. So not knowing about it is bad, but being told everything is okay means it's being reinforced. Whereas giving yourself awareness 
would give you control over your own behaviors. What you're unaware of is what can get you into trouble. So second thing that's wrong with that question, for the time constraint leader, and that's probably all of us, this request to give feedback can be pretty daunting. It feels like a bit of an ordeal. Maybe it's the bad habit of associating feedback with past appraisals or things like that. But that question to a leader rings like, now I've got to do a lot of work. One of the reasons they're palming you off with a general answer. Third reason, being asked to give feedback makes people uncomfortable. Feedback has, has a reputation for being negative and negative feedback has a reputation for damaging relationships. We all have to varying degrees the desire to get along with others. So asking someone to risk their relationship with you, to risk that getting along, it's a pretty big ask to make. And so our first recommendation is actually ditch the question, can you give me some feedback? Don't do that. Instead, I think, Sergey, we have a better approach. Indeed. So if you aren't asking, can you give me some feedback, what should you be asking? To avoid the downsides of asking the question, you need an approach which is quick. Let's the feedback give a feel they won't risk the relationship, but forces them to be specific and not fob you off with generalizations. So what's the answer, Angela? Firstly, think about it as framing your question. If you ask me to give feedback, I might feel uncomfortable. Think about that idea of not wanting to hurt our relationship. But what if you asked me to help you with your development? All of a sudden, I'm in a very different psychological space. I may even feel a level of positive accountability to help you. You can tap into the desire all of us have to help one another. And by the way, when you ask me to help you with your development, there's probably an implied compliment there. It's like, wow, Sergey thinks he can learn something from me. So consider asking something like, for my development, what's one thing I could do differently next time? By asking the question that way, you also avoid generalities. You ask for one thing, you force focus. That's a fantastic way of asking for feedback. Just requesting one thing makes it specific and focused. And nobody would say that there is not a single thing that you could be doing differently. And there are other ways you can reframe the feedback request. For example, you can say, I've been thinking whether I approach the negotiation in the best way. Could you help me unpack it a little? Or could we noodle on this together? Nobody has an issue with noodling on something. It's the word feedback that some may have an allergic reaction to. So pick your favorite phrase of asking for the information on how you're doing, on your results, your behaviors, and lead with it. Examples are, help me understand where I went wrong, or where's my leverage point in approaching this next time? So many good options. But also, I think we need to um, deal with this issue of it's got to be quick. Because if you say to the busy executive, hey, I'd really like your ideas on what I could learn coming out of this project, can I get 10 minutes with you? You've all of a sudden hit that concern right on the head. What you've just done is signaled that you want future focused developmental feedback on a discrete piece of work, but that it won't take longer than 10 minutes. Now, it's not so daunting. And you've given a heads up to the busy executive 
and they've got the opportunity to think through and prepare. You've also created accountability to provide you with information that'll help you with your performance. And just to make sure you're sincere, if you ask for 10 minutes, guys, take 10 minutes. Then thank them for the feedback and leave. Being the person who can ask for feedback and in a way that gives them usable insights, you've asked for it in the right way, really has an advantage. It is a leverage point. I believe there's another leverageable benefit, by the way, in, in this idea of asking for feedback. When feedback is asked for, especially when you do it effectively, it positions you as humble. And why might that be important? Well, hopefully you are a humble person. But seriously, someone that's hungry for feedback and improvement is possibly doing so because they're ambitious and they want to get ahead. And that's a good thing. We've spoken previously of the dangers, though, of being overly ambitious. One of the cures for that is practicing the skills of high interpersonal sensitivity, listening to others, being considerate of their needs. Asking for feedback and acting on it makes it clear that you do listen and that you do care. Angela, you made this point in passing, but I don't want it to go unnoticed. It's actually critical. Don't ask for feedback, even if it's asked for well, if you don't intend to act on it. Here, the research is compelling. People that ask for advice and then ignore it, not only don't develop the positive reputation that you spoke about, it is actually counterproductive. It backfires. There is a great academic paper that was published in 2019 by a group of researchers at Harvard. It's called Seeker Beware the interpersonal costs of ignoring advice. It's a really robust and interesting piece of research. The authors conducted nine studies, nine studies all connected by the same theme to explore what happens when advice is not taken, when feedback is ignored. And across the nine studies, they found that when advice is disregarded, advisors will denigrate and interpersonally distance themselves from advice seekers. And this may be commonsensical. If I spend my time and mental effort to help you and you ignore it, I'm not going to do it again. But what's also interesting is that when the advisor is an expert in a field, ignoring their advice was really detrimental for the relationship. So don't ask for advice just to pretend that you care. It's a losing strategy. Before we move on to the next topic, just one more thing from this paper. The researchers conducted two additional studies to see what happens when people ask for advice from several experts. And you might think, hey, that's a smart strategy, right? You want to leverage the wisdom of the crowds. But again, it backfires. Advisors who knew that they were not the only one consulted on an issue distanced themselves more. So the practical takeaway, do follow up on the feedback you receive and be very careful when asking several people at the same time. When people give you feedback, they do want to feel special. So let's summarize. Most people aren't getting feedback, yet feedback is essential for self-awareness. Those that are smart enough to know that feedback matters will have experienced asking for feedback. They'll have done that only to find that what they get in return doesn't meet their needs. The problem is probably that they've been asking for feedback in the wrong way. And so there's a leverage point in correcting that. 
use our suggestions to ask for feedback in ways that result in specific insights and in ways that make the feedback giver feel comfortable. And I'd argue even a little bit accountable. And if you do it right and act on the feedback, you'll build a reputation as someone who is humble and who genuinely wants to perform. That's it for today. Thanks for listening in. Remember that small changes can lead to big impact if you find the leverage point. So keep asking yourself, what's my leverage point? To continue the conversation, please share this episode on social media like LinkedIn or Facebook and add a comment or question for our wider community. And please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Till next time. Bye.